The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have an awesome, awesome guest today. Her name is Amanda Johnson, and she has written a pretty fabulous book called The Upside Down Mommy. And um, we're going to be chatting with her in just a minute or two. I I always find it ironic that the person that I'm having on as my guest um, inspires me to see things in a different light when I'm looking around, um, you know, when I'm when I'm observing other parents and just watching life in general. And um, I read an article recently and I posted it on my Facebook page. It was uh, from an author who has a blog called Single Dad Laughing. And he wrote this article and it was it was titled. so you broke your child. Congratulations. Um, and it was um, it was a sarcastic kind of spin on um, his observations in a grocery store. And I had written a blog similarly um, about a year ago. Um, it was called Oh, for Pete's sake, lady, shut up. And it was it was the same kind of thing. It was, you know, a parent in line at a grocery store with a, a small child just constantly expecting the child to be anything other than a child, first of all, and then berating that child for being childish to the point of practically breaking the child. I mean, you know, when you're screaming at a child and and using curse words at a child and blaming a child for your own behaviors, you're not successfully parenting that child. I know I say a lot of critical things on this show and I and I try not to be judgmental, but that doesn't stop me from being honest. And I have to tell you, when it comes to parents who curse and blame and shame and ridicule their small children, I'm going to be blatantly honest with you. That's not good parenting. You know, there are people who say, I don't care what you're doing. If you're parenting a child, you're a good parent. Bullshit. No, you're not. You, you can make mistakes and you do make mistakes. And it takes someone who loves you to spite those mistakes to tell you that you're making them. So that's kind of my job. So last night I was at a concert for my son. He's graduating from junior high, which is like a huge, huge deal to me. And we, I was standing outside on my cell phone waiting for my husband to come there from work. He was running late, and I was kind of agitated. I was, you know, feverishly typing away on my cell phone. I'm not going to tell you what I was saying, but I was typing away on my cell phone, standing outside the school, and people were walking by me, totally giving me the stink eye for being on my cell phone outside the school. And then a woman comes out holding a child, and I could I could hear her approaching before I could actually see her um, because she was screaming so violently at this small child. 
And she walked out the door, and apparently the child was running around inside of an auditorium, oh my God, making noise. I mean, you have to realize that there were kids warming up instruments. There were kids playing in a mariachi band. There, there were all kinds of really loud, exciting um, escalating things going on in that space, right? So the child was acting up. So the mom, in her best parenting moment, I suppose, picked up this child, carried her out of the school, and dropped the F-bomb on this child at least five times within earshot of me. You know, the kid was a brat. The kid was a, you know, an effing pain in her ass. Her, the kid was, made her so effing mad and all this stuff she was saying. And then I looked at the child and the child couldn't have been more than two years old. And then when she told the child that the child was a pain in her ass, the child looked at her and went, why mommy? And she had an answer because you won't shut up because you won't sit still because you won't do this because you won't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not your child's job to please you. It's not your child's job to be well-behaved when you're setting a model of poor behavior. It's your child's job to enjoy life, to play, to have fun, to experience things, to go wild and crazy until you say to them, you know what? If you can't sit down and be quiet, we're going to leave and then follow through. But to, to, to treat a child the way that woman was treating that child is obscene to me. And to think that last night, countless people lost their children in Oklahoma in an elementary school in a tornado. To think that those could have been the last words that were said to any one of those children breaks me. That just breaks me. And it's my mission in life to make sure that no child ever has to endure that again, ever, 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 as long as they live. So until the day I die, I'm going to be on a mission to celebrate people like my guest today, Amanda Johnson, who wrote her book, The Upside Down Mommy. And, uh, you know, Amanda is a transformational speaker and um, she's a best-selling author. She's a message coach. She's a purpose coach. Um, she works with authors and speakers and now parents to change their lives in the world with powerful messages. And the first chapter of her book, when I read it, I cried out loud because we have so much in common. You know, her turning point in parenting was the same as my turning point in parenting, lashing out violently out of control on your child in one moment. But here's the key, being able to realize that that's not the way you want to parent and changing, deciding in that moment to change what you're doing um, for the good of your child. I, I just have to absolutely celebrate that. So without further ado, Amanda, are you on the line? I'm here. Hi, how are you? Oh, girl, you just riled up all my stuff talking about that mom and her baby. I'm ready to go to blows with you. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? I You know, I always make a joke because um, we do so much transformational work and self-work in our community and um, you know, I'm constantly like posting in our private community. Where does Amanda do all of her self work in Target? Listening to moms talk to their children. <laughs> That's where I do the most work on myself. Restraint and patience and all that stuff. Whew. It's amazing. You know, they say that the biggest lessons come from the biggest failures. Mm -hmm. And so I like to use other people's failures because it's much easier. 
weekend. <laughs> That's cruel, much but it's true. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, there's something to what you said, you know, um, and that's one of the reasons why I had to tell that story in that book, you know, um, because I didn't want to be um, – I didn't want people to position me as a parent expert, so to speak. You know, I don't want to be one of those talking heads that says, this is what you should be doing with your child mm -hmm. um, because I don't get it all right. But there are some things that I've done over the years that I want to pass along because I'm getting – good results. You know, I, I understand what, what is happening when it's happening. You know, when the anger comes up in the store, I recognize that's about me and not about my child, right? And so there's some, some key things that I was, you know, wanting to communicate through the book that wasn't, you know, six years ago when I had the idea to write it, the idea was, you know, this is a how-to. This is what to say. This is what not to say. That's what it was going to be. But um, because I had to walk my own transformational journey, I had to walk it differently. I had to, I had to write the book differently and mm -hmm. tell some of those stories. And and truthfully, I don't know if this happened to you, but I'd actually blocked that memory out completely until um, one day because I was so out of my mind. In fact, writing that writing that book was writing that part of that book was really hard because yeah. there were big, huge. Um, cloudy spots. Like I couldn't remember what I said. I couldn't um, remember, you know, it was just, I, there were a few moments that I could talk about, but the rest of it was really hard to get to. And it wasn't until I was sitting face to face with someone answering the sentence them, if you really knew me, you would know that I, and that memory popped up and I thought, wow, this is why I haven't been able to, you know, write the book and get it to uh, the place where I wanted to be. Because yet. we we do so much. We shame ourselves so mm -hmm. much that we either want to forget it or we justify it, mm -hmm. you know, and I find that that's one of the biggest things that people, parents like you and I who try to block it out um, are the ones who I think can heal through it. But the ones who justify it are the ones who scare me the most. Yeah, you know, absolutely. because they're given reasons and, you know, it's it, it's kind of like you want to you want to grab them and hug them and say, you don't have to justify this. It's mm -hmm. going to be OK. Yeah. If you just say this isn't OK, it's going to be OK. Yeah. And that's one of the that's one of the funny things happening, I think, in our culture right now. Um, and why I love the way that you approach this is because, you know, there's a lot of, well, my parents did this to me and that's why I do this. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. the minute that you understand that, you become responsible for a different reaction. Yeah. So you may have those emotions come up. You know, there are lots of times where my son is acting like a 10-year-old, and I'm all, you know, up in my stuff. But I recognize what's happening, and I have some skills and tools and strategies that I use, um, not always perfectly. You know, sometimes those things fly out of my mouth, but I know how to clean them up. And um, I know I've created a, enough safe space with my son that he'll say, wow, that was out of line. <laughs> but I don't like the way you just talked to me, you know, at 10. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, the, that's one of those weird things that's happened. It's really good that people understand why they're behaving, why they, you know, oh, my, my whole life, I didn't realize that the reason why I was in all of these toxic relationships was because when I was little, blah, blah, blah. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a healthy thing to come to. But at that moment, you now become responsible for a new way of operating, a new way of choosing people in your life and, you know, speaking to people. And so, you know, 
I think it, that part hasn't been emphasized quite enough. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And I think we we give ourselves a certain permission as parents to be controlling um, and we want our children to be independent. We want them to be strong, but not too strong. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Do your friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you? Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. Grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here Fridays at noon on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are being joined by Amanda Johnson, who is the author of The Upside Down Mommy. And uh, we were having like a, a pretty we're having a pretty cool conversation here. So sometimes we lose track of time and like talk right through the commercial breaks and stuff like that. So I apologize for that. But um, I want to come back to um, before the break, we were talking about how um, sometimes as parents, we 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 want to our kids to have power and we want them to have strength and we want to give them permission to be open, but not too open and not too honest and not too strong. Um, and I, I, I want parents to really understand how confusing that is for kids. Um, you know, like this morning, my son left in a tizzy 
he, you know, he woke up and had a disagreement with his dad. I don't even know what they were talking about, because to be honest with you, I don't interfere with that. You know, that's dad's thing. He's not hurting them. He's not doing anything bad to them. He's not breaking them. So they do their thing and I do my thing, you know, unless we're a team. And uh, so this morning he and his dad had a, a go around about something and he left the house in a bad mood and he didn't say goodbye and he didn't say I love you. And that's really important stuff to me. Because I lost my brother when he was 19 and, you know, to me, you say goodbye, you say I love you when you leave. That's just end of story. So um, I sent him a text message and I said, buddy, I don't know what happened between you and dad this morning, but I do know that nobody likes to wake up to a fight. But here's the thing. I also know that anger is a choice. So choose your day. I love you. And he wrote back and he's like, I'm so sorry, mom. You're right. I love you too. I'm going to choose to make it a good day. You know, how simple is that? Instead of getting into a fight with him and going into this whole big thing about disrespect and blah, 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 letting him know that whatever you choose to do and however you choose to pe treat people today, that's a choice that you're making. Choose the good ones. You know? Mm -hmm. And I know that you're really, Amanda, you're really into um, helping parents to develop a powerful message. Um you know, because you were kind of limited by message. And what does all of that mean for you? Like, how do you help parents in that way? Well, you know, um, most of the work most of the work that I'm doing is with aspiring authors and speakers. And um, since the book came out, people are asking for help with the parenting. So we're developing, we're in the process of developing programs and retreats for that. But really, it's about helping parents understand the importance of what they're saying to their children. Because like that mom and, you know, coming out of the auditorium and the mom's target, half of them don't, they're not conscious. They're not thinking about anything beyond how inconvenienced they are in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so part of my work is helping moms and dads to be able to go back and put themselves in the shoes of their child and ask themselves, you know, if I were to hear this message, what would the impact be on me? And in that, you know, really connecting with the feelings that the child has, the confusion like you were talking about, you know. Um, there's there's one part in the book where I'm talking about this tantrum that Aaron was having, and I couldn't, I was so broken. I was so, I didn't have any tools. I didn't know how to communicate myself. Myself. I didn't know how to feel my feelings. I didn't, you know, I was angry and it was hurting my body, but I couldn't even say it out loud. And so the the difference between this approach and what I see in some of the other parenting styles I've seen is a lot like what you've been sharing. It's getting it's getting to the point where you realize that your children are responsible for their lives. You are not responsible for your child's life. Right. It's not their behavior is their behavior. And the responsibility that we really have is not to tell them all the right things to do or why that's appropriate and why that's inappropriate. Our responsibility is to live our own life well so that right. they have a model that they can look up to and, and, not be afraid of, not be, you know, um, scared of, you know, speaking their mind and a parent running out of the room because they can't handle the emotion, right? Like everything <laughs> that we do, every interaction that we have, verbal and nonverbal, 
is modeling to our child. And it, that was that, what that moment in the parking lot with my son did for me because I had been using all the right words, right? So the first thing is, <laughs> what are you saying to your child and what's the impact that that's having on your child? And for me, I was doing a pretty darn good job because I was so wrapped up in the messages that people had done to me, right, and accidentally hurt me with. They didn't mean to. I was so wrapped up with that that that's where I went to try to keep him from being limited because that's all I had. (laughs) Control over my words at that point. I didn't have any sort of healing on the other stuff. And so by the time he was two and a half of three years old, you know, someone called him a bad boy and he said, I'm not a bad boy. I just made a bad choice and I'm sorry. And, and you know, as a mom, right, mommy tiger, I was running down the hallway ready to knock that lady over. This is my grandma, and I was furious because here I am doing all of this work to keep this child from being limited, and she says that to him, right? So I was ready to go to blows for him, and when I walk down the hallway, I see him with his with his fists on his hips looking up at her, just holding his ground at two and a half, three years old, saying that, and really, <laughs> and I thought, shoot, my work is over here, right, because that was such a huge legacy, um, that I had witnessed in not just in my family but in my culture, this you know, our value being connected to our achievement, his worth being connected to his behavior, and for him to be able to say, you know, that was an accident, <laughs> I didn't know, right. I'm sorry, and to not take that on as, you know, I'm a bad person was a mm-hmm. huge deal, huge. So I knew that there was something that I was doing well with the words, which is why, you know, I thought, well, I'll write this book. And um, and then, you know, that moment in the parking lot made me realize that it didn't matter what he knew in his head if his heart was scared because his mama had lost her mind once and she could do it again. Then, mm-hmm. you know, there were bigger problems. You know, he was going to follow my model before he was going to follow my message. And that's what we see happening in our culture. We have a lot of parents who are trying. They're trying. You know, they're trying to be good parents. They're not, you know, most of them are are doing the best that they can with what they have, and yet they don't understand that they have to go first. Yeah. Like you said, you can't be, you can't demand respect from your child and not respect their choice in the moment. Exactly. You can't say you need to be respectful to your dad when just saying that disrespects their feelings in that moment. What was exactly. it that made you feel so disrespected that you lashed out? That's the, you know, that's the conversation that in our culture, we don't, we don't think that we have time to have, but if we don't, we're in big trouble. And I need you to say that again, Amanda, because I think that that's so important that it's really the key to a parenting mindset, in my opinion. You know, beyond beyond just the modeling, it's it's what we model in our interaction with them. If we don't treat them like equals from the time that they're little, then they will never know learn how to treat other people as equals. We, be, we become the model for that. So we cannot demand respect from them without giving it to them first. And that means allowing them to feel their feelings all the way through. So if they're angry, no, don't be angry about that. That's unacceptable. No, let them be angry. There was something wrong with that situation. And they're feeling the appropriate feeling. Show them how to express it in a way that doesn't hurt people, right? Take it out mm-hmm. on the teddy bear. Take it out on the pillow. 
but don't hold that inside your body. And, I, you know, we have those conversations in our household all the time. Like, get that out of your system because I didn't, and I was almost crippled when I was 23 with anger. Yeah. And that's so, so important for parents to realize, you know, like they'll be like, they'll discipline their child or they'll scold their child for making a mistake or doing something wrong. And then the child will say something flippant to them. And then the parent will be like, don't disrespect me. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, oh, my gosh, what about you is respectable right now? Right. Right. And the kids, the kids know that they see that. Some of them can't articulate it, and some of them choose not to because it's not worth it. And that's when you've really lost them because now you don't have any respect from them, and you cannot speak into their life until you change your own style, until you say, I'm sorry, first. Yeah, and it's so hard for parents to grasp the concept of it being okay to say, I'm sorry to my kids. But here's the other thing, Amanda, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think if you're constantly apologizing to your kids, you need to visit that too. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. you shouldn't be constantly apologizing to your kids. What are you doing that you need to go to your child five or six times a day and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Grow up. You shouldn't have reacted that way five times in a mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally get that. And, you know, I, I'm not aware of your whole story, um, but I do remember the times where uh, – I would I would see myself inside of a pattern and felt powerless over it. So I, I do understand the all I can do right now is say I'm sorry. But what I also did was started to do things like, um, of course, you know, I'd cut my whole family off. So I couldn't go to yeah. them, didn't really have friends, right, which is why I love books so much, because there were books that were there and weren't going to judge me. And um, and so I could go and kind of start to see what was working for other people. And and so my responsibility was um, I know that these things are happening over and over, and I don't know why I'm acting this way. And and so, you know, I am going to say I'm sorry. I am going to um, work on the, how frequently this is happening, and the way I'm going to do that is heal my own life. And I, you know, I didn't know how to do that in the beginning, but the minute I made a decision to – everything showed up for me. The minute I looked at my child in the eyes and realized if I don't clean up my crap, it doesn't matter what I say to him, he's going to be living a life just like me in 20 years. When I got that, I went on a desperate search because I knew I had to heal those things. And as soon as I started, you know, I'd go into a bookstore and a book would fall off of a freaking shelf for me. And it was (laughs) one I needed to read. You know what I mean? Like crazy stuff like that. And I wasn't, you know, I, I totally disconnected from God and miracles and all of that peace. But the minute I said yes to change, because I knew mm. I needed, you know, yeah, we're, I, we're I knew I needed to do it for that. We're going to go to, go to a break right now. And when okay. we come back, I want to find out about your magic egg, Amanda. I think okay. when we come right back. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Radio 
Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. To start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real get your dreams off the back burner get inspired and motivated to take action start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love life and business she is going to be here for you every wednesday at 1 p.m central standard time only here on the woohoo radio network Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited. We are having such an impassioned conversation with my guest today, Amanda Johnson, who is the author of The Upside Down Mommy. And uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, I just, I'm always inspired by other people um, and uh, realize what my, what my true calling is every time I see someone um, damaging a child without no- their own knowledge that they're even doing it. It's just... Uh, to me, I can't see how you could have been a child yourself and not feel empathy for your child when you're, when you're berating them or belittling them or, or crushing them or breaking them. I just, I, I don't get it, but Amanda gets it. And (laughs) so Amanda, you tell a story about finding your magic egg. I would love to know more about that. Yeah, I use the magic egg because um, there was this one experience that I had with my son when he was very little, and um, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're called butterfly bungalows or insect gardens, and you can actually purchase larvae 
from this place. They ship you the larva, like, overnight, and you get to watch the larva grow until it turns into a caterpillar and it eats everything around it, and then it be, it goes upside down and, be, and turns into a cocoon, and then you attach it inside of this garden. You get to watch this whole metamorphosis happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, in watching this, I realized, that, you know, I'm watching this, my son is like, he's never seen this before. He doesn't even know what to expect. So it's all magic for him. And I realized that the awe and wonder that he was approaching this butterfly metamorphosis with was the awe and wonder that I was approaching him with. Because when he came in, like I have already shared, I was so broken. So, I mean, in every in every sense of the word, financially, emotionally, physically, Everything was a hot mess. And so when he came and he was not limited at all, you know, they put a baby in your arms, it's perfection, right? Mm. I knew that it was my job not to turn him into something that I wanted him to become so that he could make me look like something, right, (laughs) or he could have a successful life even, but because I saw a purpose on him. I saw that he was here for something, and I approached him from the time he was very little with the conversation of who are you and what are you here to do, and how can I help? Because it's not about me teaching you all the right things, because, you know, if I taught you what I knew, it's not going to be, it's not going to turn out well for you, you know? (laughs) So he became my teacher. I let him teach me how to express. I let him teach me how to um, you know, communicate feelings. And, and so this magic egg idea comes from that, that butterfly metaphor. And the magic egg for me is really that, um, the innate, like that divine spark, that divine image inside of all of us that comes here knowing what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, what we need. And then it gets buried under all the crap that we hear Mm. from our parents from the media, from the teachers, from all of those things that are so not in alignment with who we really are, our gifts, our innate worth, everything, our messages, everything that we came here to give to the world. You know, this I'm this is like the the essence of a person, but it's also what that essence brings with it. Is it a musical gift? Is it a dancing gift? Is it a mm-hmm. you know, is it a writing gift? Like what is that? that we came here to do. And so the magic egg, so I'm, I'm looking at him thinking he, like his magic egg was so obvious. I didn't know what it was, but it was so clear that it was there because it wasn't buried under anything. <laughs> and so my job was to nurture it. Well, I'm nurturing it for him. And then someone says to me one day, you know, um, what what do you have to give to the world? We were talking about her book and how amazing it was and how it was going to change the world. And she said, what book are you going to write? And I, I laughed because my only alternative was crying, shrieking with pain <laughs> because I didn't think I had anything to give. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she didn't know because, you know, I wore the pretty smile and did my hair right and knew how to use makeup. So nobody knew the pain that I was in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... When I when she asked me that, what value do you have to give to the world, it was so painful. But I kept asking myself that question. And within 45 minutes, I knew what it was. And it was that there was something about the messages that I had been giving Aaron that had helped him already to begin breaking legacies that had been going on in our family for generations. That whole worth and behavior piece was a huge example of that. 
And so I, I literally went, Tara, I'm telling you, I went from the darkest moment of my life feeling like I had nothing to give, nothing to show for my life. You know, 27, I have this beautiful son, but everything else in my life is a shambles. My marriage, my finances, my, my connection with God, my connection with my family, all of it. And I went from that, and 45 minutes later, I, I knew I was here to change the world with this message. And oh, I was sure that I was going to bring in everybody around me that I needed to make it happen. And within three months, my life was unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. I, you know, I, it was, my message is so in alignment with the whole law of attraction and what you're speaking into mm-hmm. the existence, right? What you're attracting yeah. and what you're pulling in and um, making room for in your life. And so I thought, I'm just going to attract one of those teachers from that movie, The Secret. Everyone laughed at me. <laughs> Everyone laughed except one person. And she said, totally, let's do it. Let's make that happen. And three months later to the day, one of those secret teachers walked into a sizzler behind me and invited me to a workshop. No way. Yeah, for real. It was unbelievable. I almost peed myself and tell the truth. I couldn't believe it was like made for a very awkward introduction, but go ahead. Right. I went from, (laughs) I went, cause I went from being feeling like I have no power over my life. I literally Mm -hmm. felt that like such a victim. Everything had set me up for failure. That's how I felt. That's what, those were the conversations going on in my head. I couldn't get, I couldn't, no matter what I did to make a difference, I couldn't make a change. And then I have this idea to give, I reconnect with that magic egg, that thing that is only mine to give to the world. And I say yes to doing that. And this is what I think I need. And everything moved into place for me to do it. Everything. Absolutely. And you know what's amazing, too, about that, Amanda, is that for better or worse, you had to have the experiences and the wounds that you had in order for you to have that epiphany. Yep. You know, so all of those people who say, you don't understand what I've been through or you don't understand where I am. I can't do that. I can't make a difference in the world. You have to understand that everything you've been through is your gift to the world because it's what's trained you to share your purpose. That's right. That's right. And that's and and we're so like I said, you know, our culture is so much about looking back and saying, well, I've been damaged because, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is let's look at the whole thing because you can look at those moments and you can say I was damaged here and I was damaged here and I was damaged here. Okay, so let's do that, and then let's look at all of the moments in between. When you, when that happened, who was it that actually showed up to help you out? You talk about um – the messages that we're creating that are keeping us back. And I, to me, those are limiting beliefs. Like if someone says, I can't make a difference in the world because, you know, I'm not smart enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not educated enough or, you know, I've, I had a bad childhood. To me, those are all negative beliefs. Um, do you, is when you talk about limiting, limiting messages, is that kind of the same thing as what I'm saying, but a little different? Okay. Yeah. It's what you're telling yourself that's keeping you from moving forward. So in the realm of parents, you know, um, there are things that we're telling ourselves about parenting that we didn't even really consciously agree to. Just a lot like the other limiting beliefs that were put on us when we were children. And for the parents, you know, there's this, there's this, um, feeling like we have to have all the answers. Mm. 
and Let's we have it to at be that until we come back from this break, which we're going to go to in a few seconds. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the caterpillar craze mm-hmm. and the series, uh, the secret of the committed cocoon, which I am so excited to hear about. Amanda, we will be back. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Do your friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you? Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. Grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here, Fridays at noon, on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education and encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment. Join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. I am the queen of uh, energy today, I think, because there's so many fun things going on with this show today. So if you've been keeping up with us, congratulations. But (laughs) I'm just playing. But you know what? I I love this because it's a perfect example of how shit goes wrong and you keep going anyway. You know? Right? Because somewhere down the road, there's a really powerful message that has to get out. So just like... Don't drop the ball. Don't give up. Just keep going. And, you know, somebody's going to learn something from something that you do. So, anywho, Amanda, I love to make sure that the people that I celebrate on my show 
are visible and promoted. And I really, really love your message and your book and what you have to share. So please let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you and get your books and all that good stuff. Absolutely. The books are up on Amazon, so all you can do is just go to Amazon, type in Upside Down Mommy, and it should come up. Um, as far as getting a hold of me, my my uh, website address is truetointention.com. That's T-R-U-E-T-O-I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N.com. And if you want to send me an email, you just put Amanda at in front of that, and you'll be able to get a hold of me. That's awesome. And you have a new website, right? Yes, well, True to Intention has been up, and then there's it's categorized into what we do with messengers and what we do with parents. So they can oh, find it all there. Cool. Yeah, because it's all the same message. You know, our goal is to help people become true to intention, that magic egg. Like, let's find it. Let's make sure that you're in alignment with it, and let's give it to the world. So, I so love that. I so love that. And I think it's kind of cool how in alignment we are, um, although we say it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, at Stop Raising Einstein, it's your unique brilliance. You know, That's it's right. your gifts that you bring to the world. And, you know, we say it in a different way, but I think the bigger message that many of us are trying to get out into the world today is we all have a reason for being here. We all have a gift that we bring. And we have to stop looking at our kids as, A, miniature adults, because they're not. And, B, carbon copies of us. We have to, you know, we have to stop looking at our children as something that we have to create and mold and look at something that's, that was born to blossom and grow. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to support and nurture that, not create it. And I would take that even a step further. And you, I'm sure you know this because you've read the book. Um, I had this, this aha moment where I realized that he was here to help me. Yeah. Um, because when he would do something that would bring up anger or he, or, you know, he would, there would be this behavior or this expression or something, I would be angry or I would be sad or I would be, I became, it became very plain to me that that wasn't about him. That was about me. And so it became like, I realized that he was, I call it my caterpillar mirror. You know, he's got all this crazy energy and I'm like pissed because I don't have energy, not because. (laughs) right it's not because he's acting inappropriately or you know gosh darn it he's just acting like a kid and i'm pissed because i don't have that much energy that's the truth and so why do i tell him to be quiet so he can grow up and be lethargic like me no no i make that like i take i took all of that and allowed him to mirror back to me the areas um through my emotion whatever he triggered for me i looked at and said what is this about me what do i believe what do I need to heal so that I can model something better for him? You know, I love that so much and I get that so deeply, but I have to tell you, Amanda, that I would not have gotten that 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. It took me getting into a very evolved space to be able to see my children as a mirror for my own triggers and say, how do I do this to others? Why is this bringing this up for me? Do you have some kind of a program or um, a group or, or some way 
that you work with parents to get them to that space of enlightenment. And I, I don't like to use the word enlightenment because people go right to Gandhi-esque type thoughts. No, yeah. It's not about that. It's about being empathetic and being mm -hmm. understanding and being able to be humbled by your own kid yes. and your own and your own reactions. Yeah. And, you know, I do. I have an um, upside down parent community that uh, we launched with the book. So it's very, it's, it's um, small and growing right now. Um, but sometimes that's the best time to get in on something when it's, sure. when it's in its inception. Um, but we, our goal is to provide, you know, regular coaching and, and safe spaces for parents to come and talk about what's really bugging them. And again, I'm not a parent coach. I'm a facilitator. So I create a space. I ask questions. And I come from the space that you already really have the answer. You just got so much stuff going on in your head, you can't hear it. And so we <laughs> try to, you know, clear that stuff out so you can reconnect with your own magic gate and get the answer that you need for this experience with your child. We do have experts and resources. And um, I just did an interview with a health coach, and she was talking about making nutrition and exercise fun with your kids, making a game out of it and wow. um you know things like that because like i said every area of my life was a hot mess and so i know that i've been on the journey for six years because i had to take all of these in you know i had to find the health coach and then i had to find the spiritual coach and then you know and so i'm bringing all of that with me because they're all my messengers we're working on their books and and they're giving back to this community wow i love that yeah I love that it's really so really fun yeah i find that with that's why i do this Mm -hmm. Because I'm a talker, um, so sitting down and and I and I have ADD, so like the thought of sitting down and helping people write their books is just it's physically painful for me. Mm -hmm. But I interview my messengers on the radio, right? So you know, and you mentioned that there was one person back when you when you said you know this is my message this is my purpose and everybody poo-pooed it there was that one person that said hell yeah let's go mm -hmm. i wish that every parent on the planet had that one person yeah that yeah. one person that believed in them so strongly that they said you know what i know that you can get past this i know you're better than this and i know that you believe that your kids deserve a better you than this mm -hmm. Yeah, and oh that's what gosh. that's what we're that's what we're creating with upside down community because um, because that's the space that we hold for the messengers and for the parents of you know you're you're meant for more than this and it's your responsibility to fulfill that so that you can live your no limit life and so that you can show your children that it's possible not tell them oh I want you to go on and do all these great things that I never got to do no my son is in on all of the big things that we're up to in fact he challenges the hell out of me you know <laughs> mom what are you going to ask them to how many books are you going to ask them to buy for your bestseller campaign 20 each and that made me want to throw up and he said why not 50 um <laughs> Right. And so, like, how can we, you know, get to that place where we can really dream together and, mm. and create together instead of feeling like, you know, I have to have all the answers and you have to listen to me. That's crap. That's not a relationship. That sucks. It's not fulfilling for the child and it's not fulfilling for us. It's so much pressure. It's so much easier mm. to say, well, you know, I have no idea. You know, we have this, we're caregiving my grandmother right now. And there are times where we look at each other and we're like, do you know what to do? No. Do you know what to do? No. Okay. We, we got to figure something out because this is hard. 
right? Yeah. Like, we're both not reacting correctly. We know that. So let's problem solve. How can we do this better the next time? That's such a more powerful place to come from because then you're eye to eye and, you know, elbow to elbow, and you're doing this life together instead of feeling like, you know, there's all this separation and misunderstanding and it's not uh. worth it. I find it so hard, though, when one of one parent realizes that and the other one is steadfast in their belief that they're doing it the way it should be done. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? And see, I think that's just it does. It does make it hard. And I've seen that. I've seen it be really hard. But here's the thing. We can't change people. And the only way that we really give people an opportunity to change is to show them a better way. So I figure if we just do it and we start to get better results, the spouses end up coming along because they realize that you have a better relationship with the child and the child acts right around you. (laughs) No kidding, right? You know, there's like, why don't you have any of these power struggles? Well, because I'm doing this and this. And sometimes, sometimes, and sometimes what happens is when we're on their case all the time saying you're not doing this and you're not getting this result because of this, right? It's the same thing we do with the kids. Sure. When we're in their face, we become the enemy. Mm-hmm. instead of just doing our own work and allowing them to see that they're their own enemy. They're the ones creating it, not us. Yeah. And it's always going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Because that big power struggle, you know, that, that, that struggle fight for control comes in. But I saw it in my own marriage, in my own relationship. You know, I put the backpack on and I said, that's where I'm going. If anybody wants to come with me, you are more than welcome, but that's where I'm going. And I led my life on that path. And when I looked back, they were catching up. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't come with me right away. No. But but eventually they started to catch up. And now my kids are past me. You right. Know, uh, my kids are doing the same thing your son's doing. My kids are correcting me all the time. Yep. You know, I'll say something and my, my oldest son will go, wow, that was rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who's the mom here? Yep. But deep down, you know that they're right. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. I love everything that you're doing. I think it's so much fun. You have, there's, if you could share one tip about changing conversations in two minutes, how would you do that? Every time, I call it, um, you feel upside down, right? The upside down mommy. So the kid is doing something and it's irritating you. So here's the thing. The child is going to do that, and everyone in your life is going to do that. And so you can either get mad about that or you can try to find the gift in it. Because I believe that there are messages coming to us all the time. There's the negative messages coming from all different places in our culture. But I believe that God is whispering to all of us all the time, trying to get us on the right path. And sometimes those messages come through really difficult situations. And so if you have something that happens, your kid is acting, you know, all caterpillar crazish, like they've got some sort of something going on, so much energy or so much intensity about something. And then you start to feel, again, this is the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, you start to feel upside down. You're looking at the world differently because emotions are coming up, right? It's almost, it's extremely uncomfortable. And so what I tell parents to do is to really put themselves inside of a safe space, inside of a committed cocoon. And to create that space that will create safety for them and their children. And so, you know, the way to do that really is by, one, acknowledging your own feelings. Mm. Two, acknowledging theirs. And then three, asking, 
What do we need in this situation? How can we make it safe for us to both feel this way and to keep moving where we want to go? Oh, I love that, Amanda. Thank you so much. And I hope that we got to share that with everybody. And I really hope that you'll join me again next week with another awesome guest where we'll be celebrating Dad Day. And everybody, have a great week.